Hi everyone. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and the Dance Science Podcast intends to build connections and drive discussion on how we can improve our field and make dance science more normalized. Thank you for being here and please enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and in today's episode, the Dance Science Podcast is going to have its third guest speaker. Her name is Crystal Nichols, and she is a former dancer from the Lion King London. She's a certified transformational nutrition coach, and she's a certified holistic health coach. So first, I just want to thank Crystal for being here with me today. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for having me, Maria. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much. So first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe give us just a little brief bio about your background. So I am a performing artist, a nutrition coach, and a holistic health coach. What I do is I teach performers how to use nutrition, mindset skills, and lifestyle habits to help them overcome or preferably avoid burnout mm. so that they can start to thrive on and off stage. Love that. Love, love, love. So can you just kind of describe your journey in dance and kind of specifically what led you into becoming a health coach? Yeah, so brief journey. So I'm originally from Barbados. I grew up there. I started dancing at the age of five, like many dancers. Um, very early on, I knew that I wanted to dance professionally. And in Barbados, there was no professional dance. There was no professional um, education around dance. So I knew very early on that I would need to leave to pursue it professionally. Um, so, yep, set my sights on, planned everything. Ended up going to Canada and I got my BFA in performance dance. And from there, I went, I did some cruise ships. I did film, TV. Um, finally got my, what I called my dream job on, on the West End, which was the Lion King. It was on my vision board. So it was definitely my dream job. Wow. And, but what specifically led me into this trajectory that I'm on now is when I was in my fourth year at Lion King, I struggled intensely with burnout. Mm. So what I quickly discovered, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate is that I was never taught how to use, you know, nutrition and mindset skills. I was never taught how to actually pursue my goals in a safe way. Mm. So everything that I did was always, okay, how can I get to this goal the quickest way possible? <laughs> how can I take a shortcut? How can I, like, I was just figuring things out, Googling things if I needed to, like most people do. Um, and I never, I've never learned any of these skills, right? Mm. So now I'm in a situation where I'm doing eight shows a week, right? Obviously I'm in a company with a lot of older dancers who, you know, through trial and error, they knew how to take care of their bodies, but I was still learning. Mm. And I got to the point in my fourth year where no matter how much I slept, I was just not recovering, wow. right? Like I, <laughs> I could sleep 10 hours and I still felt tired, still mm. felt, you know, practically broken. Um, I was constantly getting injured. Wow. Uh, I lost my motivation. Um, I was struggling a lot with anxiety to the point that if I made a mistake on stage, 
it would play on my mind over and over and over again and I could not let it go no matter how much I tried and I would have started to feel anxious before each performance and after the performance I would start to like repeatedly think about all my mistakes and how I could improve and basically just in this endless cycle where I just wanted to quit the show and it wasn't until I learned I started to do research because I said I cannot continue along this path. And I started to do my own research, stumbled upon a great podcast called The Model Health Show. And that started, that actually kickstarted my journey because I said, wow, like just these simple things that I was learning about nutrition yes. were really making a difference in how I was approaching the show, how I was recovering. Mm -hmm. I had more energy. And then I, you know, fell down a rabbit hole. And I started to learn more about certain mindset skills to reframe, reframe certain thoughts that I was having that were not the most helpful. Um, I started implementing lifestyle habits that helped me and gave me some space for my thoughts and helped to reduce the stress that comes with performing. Um, and then that led me to get my qualifications in those things because I thought, well, if I didn't know this, then there's a good chance that <laughs> other dancers don't know this. Yeah. And so it really came from a place of wanting to share the knowledge that I was learning and share that with other dancers so that they could feel what I was feeling. Yeah, because, you know, oftentimes it's focused so much on the physicality of the movement, right? You know, they're yeah. trying to, you know, reach this certain goal physically, but a lot of times the dancers are not being supported in other ways, right? Yes, that is exactly it. Mm. And you had this lived experience that kind of led you into the career path that you're on today so i just think that's awesome thank you yes so through your specialization in being a health coach how do you see this contributing to the big picture of progressing dance science i so i believe that a multidisciplinary team mm -hmm. and a whole person approach can provide dancers with the best possible outcomes when it comes to achieving their performance goals in a safe way. Love that. So, yeah, so health coaching actually, it will help to move dance science forward because health coaches can provide education and adherence. So we all know it can be difficult to follow a treatment plan, right? Mm. <laughs> even though, even when we know all the things that we're supposed to do, yes. it's hard to actually implement the plan. So this is where health coaching comes in. We bridge that gap. And health coaches, we're experts in evidence-based behavior strategies where, for example, I have a lot of referral partnerships with registered dietitians mm. and therapists who work specifically with dancers. Mm. So if, for example, as a dancer, you're working with a, an RDN and you're given this plan, this new plan, but you have no idea how you're going to implement it. I see. This is where we can help bridge that gap. Yes. And it's also very client-centered in the sense that the person in front of me, they're setting their goals, mm. right? They tell me what they want or they tell me I've been given this new plan or I've been given this, 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 um, like this thing to work on from my doctor. How do I do that? How do I start? And then we take that big goal, we break that down into little steps 
And it also provides that person with support, accountability, and it's just, I think, the relief of having someone in your corner, mm -hmm. someone that's going <laughs> to challenge you in a way that isn't, you know, too harsh, but challenge you in a way that's going to push you to be your best self. Yes, because, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you can be given the best plan in the world, right? But what it really boils down to it is how you're actually going to implement it, right? In terms of like long-term adherence, especially, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. So the adherence part, the accountability part, mm -hmm. a lot of times those things are missing. But another thing that I do is I'm really big on education and health coaches are really good at just being able to educate in a, in a more accessible way. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that. So. That's awesome. So what advice would you give a student who's really interested in pursuing your specific field? Because I think it's important for us to be helping our students in this way. Yeah, I agree. So the advice that I would give for sure is to get a qualification mm -hmm. from an accredited program. Okay. Because the problem with health coaching at the moment, and yes. it's being... It's being addressed. <laughs> I see them everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So the problem is, you know, unlike, for instance, registered dietitian nutritionists, it isn't it isn't protected by the government, right? right? So there's there's not that much regulation around it at the moment, right. which is unfortunate <laughs> because technically anyone can call themselves a health coach yes. with no qualifications, no experiences. You know, anyone can just be like, yeah, I'm a health coach. Mm -hmm. Let me help you. Mm -hmm which is really dangerous. So, <laughs> yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it is scary. It is scary. Um, so I would say there are a lot of great accredited programs out there yes. that are trying to fix that. Mm. So find an accredited program. And a lot of these programs will have um, like some courses, short, shorter courses that you can do if you just wanted like a taster course, mm -hmm. if you just wanted to try it out and see if you really liked it. Um, so that's the biggest piece of advice I would give someone. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Okay, so from your specialization, what have you learned along the way that you really wish you knew specifically as a young dancer? Yes, yeah, so my biggest thing that I wish I knew was don't focus on your goals so much because the trick is if you are consistent with your habits, the goal takes care of itself. Hmm. So I love that. <laughs> something I work on with my clients. Hmm. Yes, we identify the goals right away. That's important because you always need to know where you're going. Right. You need to see the direction that you're going towards. Hmm. But where people get tripped up is that they focus so much on that destination that it then becomes this big scary thing hmm. that they they don't know if it's going to happen. Right and. And then when you don't know, if it, when you know that it's, it might not happen, then it leads to procrastination. It can lead to all these thoughts coming up, which then affect the behaviors, right? Mm. And then we stop ourselves from doing things without realizing that we're stopping ourselves from doing the thing. And then we don't get the result that we want. Where what I always say to people is, if you, yes, focus on the goal, but then figure out what habits do you need to implement in order to make this goal a reality. Yes. And then you let that goal go because you can't control that, but you can control the habits. And then you focus on implementing those habits consistently.
and then the goal will take care of itself. I like that because sometimes goal setting for some people, I'm not saying this is 100% true across the board, but sometimes it can be crippling for some people to focus on their goals so intensely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So where can people learn more about you and how can they access your amazing resources? So my website is www.crystalnichols.com and on my website, I have loads of resources. So I have free resources. I have um, information about the different programs that I offer. So I have one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, and also consulting for companies and oh. talks and everything. So all that awesome. information is on my website. But on my Instagram, crystal underscore Nichols, um, my Instagram is great as well because I always, you know, I always post free tips, you know, <laughs> that you can implement in your life right there and then and start to see a difference. Mm, love that. So as a wrap up to part one, if you really just had to offer one little tidbit of wisdom to our audience, what would that be? My one little tidbit actually comes from the, the illustrator and artist, Charlie Mackesy. He did an illustration during COVID lockdown. Um, and it was from the boy, am I saying this right? The mole, the boy, the mole, the horse, the fox and the mole. Listen, I'm, I'm messing this up, but <laughs> there's a boy, there's a horse, there's a fox and there's a mole. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm following. <laughs> so he did an illustration. They're all walking through a forest hmm. and it's dark. So the boy says, I can't see a way through. And then the horse says, can you see your next step? The boy says, yes. And the horse says, take that. I like that. So that's my tidbit. Take mm -hmm. the next step and don't be so hung up on seeing your whole way through. Mm -hmm. Break it up into tiny little nuggets that you can do yeah. day by day. Yes. I love definitely. that. Well, thank you so much for this nice part one. Welcome. All right, so now we're moving into part two, and we're going to be discussing a little bit more specifically about her specialty as a health coach. So first, we're just going to talk about how Crystal uses the science of behavior change to build sustainable habits to help dancers achieve their performance goals while also avoiding burnout. So is there anything you want to touch on with that? Yeah, so I there's one thing that comes up a lot when I first start working with dancers. A lot of dancers will say, because when I explain to them that I am not telling you what to do, mm. you tell, you're telling me what you want and I just help you get there. A lot of dancers will go, well, I just want you to tell me what to do. Oh, okay. Right? That's, a, that's a very common mm. response to it. And so what I will say in that regard is that we as human beings, we always want autonomy, even when we think we don't, mm -hmm. right? You are more likely to follow through on a plan that you have created yeah. that, than something that someone else has given you. Mm -hmm. Because there'll always be that little bit of resistance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when, someone ha when someone gives you something, mm -hmm. there's always that bit of resistance. Mm -hmm. And also I will argue that even, even experts in any field, no one actually knows 
yourself better than you do mm -hmm. so yes i can give you information but when you get that information then you tell me what you want to do with it if that makes sense i like that because i think yeah there are some probably some dancers who are like oh she can just tell me what to do and it will kind of they think it's you know alleviating stress off of their plate right yeah so yeah. i can kind of see that angle but i definitely see long term how it's better for them to be able to make those individualized choices for themselves so that definitely yeah. makes sense yes so she combines three things when she works with her clients. She combines nutrition, mindset skills, and lifestyle habits. So can you just touch on how you use those three things? So, yeah. So with the first thing with nutrition, it depends on, so it can either be someone who's coming to me through an RDN. So this person either comes to me through an RDN, they have a specific plan that they need to implement. And then we take that specific plan and then we say, okay, you have this plan. Say you, you say you're given a new plan. Um, it's like a whole month's worth of, worth of recipes. Um, that can be overwhelming. So I can say to you, okay, what's one recipe that you feel confident in making right now this week? Or what's one thing you'd love to try this week? And then they'll try that recipe. They'll be like, oh my God, it was great. And then we'll go again. Okay, what's another recipe you can try until they get to the end and they feel confident in doing that? Mm. Um, the second way is if a dancer comes to me and they have these, say they say, I want more energy. So it's not a specific plan that they've been given by an RDM, but they just want to feel generally stronger mm. and more energetic, those kinds of things. I will give them a recipe collection and it's, this recipe collection would be a whole bunch of high energy, nutritious recipes that I have chosen specifically for dancers. I see. And I would say this is a collection of great recipes and snacks. Mm. I'll give them guidelines of how to fuel their body, like how consistently they should be fuel, fueling their bodies. And then I would say, okay, you have these recipes, you have the guidelines of how to do it. What would you love to try this week? And then we work, and then I have them fill out a food journal where nice. they actually track how their energy levels are, right? Nice. How their mood is, mm -hmm. their digestion, um, endurance, stamina. So they're tracking their own results. Mm -hmm. They're getting to see what works for them and what doesn't. So they're making those decisions on their own. I see. And then they try, yeah, they keep trying recipes and then they get to know, they get to become really in tune with what their own bodies need in order for them to feel great when they're performing or when they're in classes. I see. So you're basically the connector and you're basically the one humanizing. Let's say if they're given a meal plan that they don't necessarily know how to implement, you're helping them to basically humanize the information and make it easy for them to understand. Is that right? Yes. Yes. yes I exactly. love that. So can you talk about any hurdles that you face commonly with your dancers? Yeah, the biggest hurdle I face is, especially when it comes to nutrition, when, because most of the time, if they're seeing an RDN, most of the time, the the plan that they're given has way more calories than they're used to taking wow. and they're used to eating. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it's like, oh no, I feel like mm -hmm. if I, like I can't eat this, yeah. okay, it's a real- It's a shock at first, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
and it's a real struggle to to think to to do with the like the body image aspect yes. of it mm. so i feel like that is the biggest hurdle that we have to get over but it's all about how can we improve that relationship with foods how can we improve that relationship slowly and again it's all let's take a small step mm-hmm. this week let's try this mm. right to improve your relationship with food next week we will try this until you get more and more comfortable mm-hmm. with that relationship yeah because at the end of the day you know they are high performance athletes and they need to be fueling their bodies as athletes or you yeah. know i've also seen you know you shouldn't be fueling your body like a t- like a four-year-old toddler would fuel their body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I will say another another hurdle when it comes to along the same lines is that because there's so much information online, but the information is usually for general population, mm-hmm. right? There's all these fad diets, and these diets are made for general population. They're yes. not made for athletes. They're not made yeah. for artistic athletes mm-hmm. or dancers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dancers are looking at this information, and they're like, but but this but this person says that I'll give a good example from yes. this week. Yeah. Someone said to me this week, well, I read online that I need to wait three hours after dinner in order to sleep. Hmm. Right? Which, yes, if you if you read a lot of scientific studies, yes, technically so, but this person would have been coming home from a show. So the show finished at 10. Uh-huh. This person would have been getting home from the show at 11. Okay. Right? Mm. So how do we navigate the fact that technically this person does need to have a full meal in order to recover (laughs) and that that person wouldn't have time to wait three hours in order to sleep? Yes. So you're helping them realize that there's a difference between information that's for the general public and information that's for high-performance athletes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So, and I always have to say, it's not made, that information is not made for you. Yeah. Kind of leading into the next conversation about this, do you have any specific advice for dancers who are trying? What advice would you give to dancers who are constantly seeing things like that that are not always necessarily true? Like, you know, they're seeing the fad diets on Instagram, they're seeing you know, take this supplement and, you know, in 30 days, you'll do X, Y, and Z. Do you have any advice? The first advice I would always say is, well, first of all, remember that it's not made for you. <laughs> the second bit of advice would be always seek out a professional that is specific to dance. Mm-hmm. So whether that's an RDN, and there's so many great ones, mm-hmm. there's so many great RDNs that work specifically with dancers yeah. seek that person out even if you have to send them a message and just say mm-hmm. i just need i just need some reassurance mm-hmm. i just saw this this video yeah. or i just saw this fad diet what mm-hmm. are your thoughts mm-hmm. seek out those people seek out any professional that is again has an accredited title um and that's why i always say always seek out the professional that is specific to dance yes because I think a lot of times, you know, young dancers especially will see, let's say, a professional dancer on Instagram claiming to be knowledgeable about, let's say, a nutrition topic in general. And then, you know, young dancers see that and they think, oh, you know, this is a professional dancer, so I can listen to her about the nutrition advice because if she's a professional dancer, 
right? She has credibility, right? So they kind of see a professional dancer as kind of godlike, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really I, hard yeah. at that age. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say I, I would say to young dancers who are seeing professionals, I would say your body, your body always adapts, right? Your body is trying to help you out. Just because that person. <laughs> Just because that person's body is adapting to whatever they're doing in the moment, it doesn't mean that it's healthy. Mm. It's still better to seek out the professional whose job is to know how much you need to feel, how much, like, what you need to be given your body. It's better to seek out that professional than to take the advice from a professional whose body might just be in the moment adapting to right. whatever they're doing. Right. And there can also be long-term consequences health-wise, yep. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what they what their career will look like mm -hmm. in the long run. Should they continue to do whatever they're doing? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So to kind of wrap up this wonderful conversation, if we had to really, if you had to tell the audience, what is your favorite thing about working with dancers? Like, what really lights your heart up when you're working with these dancers? Um, my favorite thing is because of what I do, I get to see such massive changes. Mm. I And I love it because I, a dancer will come to me and, you know, they're a bit unsure. They're not confident in themselves. They're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to eat. I don't know, like, if I can reach this goal. And then over the course of six months, I always like, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, I always do six months. I like that. And... It's, it's a completely different person. They know how to feel their bodies and they're confident in it. They have a confidence that they can achieve their goals because they've implemented those habits mm -hmm. and they see that the habits work. They're, they're seeing the changes in real time. So they have that confidence that actually, I can already see the changes. So I know that I can reach that goal because right. I'm almost there. And it's just nice to see the confidence after the six months and to see the growth and I think that's my favorite thing because dancers always have big goals, right? That's just how dancers are. <laughs> so I just love to see the growth that I know will help them achieve those goals. And then it becomes like a beautiful cycle because as they keep seeing themselves improve, they're actually more motivated to continue and to even maybe ramp up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What a beautiful experience. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. All right, it's time for a little summary and wrap up. Again, I'm just sitting here feeling a lot of gratitude because I get to sit here and connect with all of these amazing dance science professionals from all over the world. I get to highlight all of the amazing work that these amazing humans are doing. And I just feel very honored to be sitting here with you all. Remember in today's episode, we had Crystal Nichols, who is a dancer, former dancer from the Lion King London. She's a certified transformational nutrition coach and a certified holistic health coach. In part one, we talked a little bit about her journey as a dancer and specifically some of the struggles that she faced. She talked about how she really struggled with burnout, anxiety, and she was dealing with a lot of injuries at the time. And this experience as a whole really molded her and it really led her into becoming a health coach. 
She gave some excellent advice for students interested in pursuing being a health coach, right? She specifically said, make sure you're really careful with who you're getting your certification from because a lot of the times health coach certifications are kind of popping up where you can get them in like a day, right? So just make sure that you do your research behind the organization. We also talked about her amazing Instagram and website where you can learn more about the resources that she offers. In part two, we got a little bit more specific and a little bit into the nitty gritty. We talked about the science of behavior change, right? Where a lot of the times it comes down to the implementation that could be hard for dancers. And so that's what she does as a health coach is she really dials down the plans that they're given from the RDNs. They, she helps to dial them down and make them more digestible for dancers to apply. She combines nutrition, mindset skills, and lifestyle habits to help dancers enhance their performance goals safely. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and if you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review. You can also rate the episode, and you can also message me on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here with me today, and I look forward to seeing you in my next episode.